0: Your boy, Zoe, and you are now watching the Growing Up of Ties Podcast. A hey, dog. my family's last name is ratty r-a-t-t-i oh, wow. wow don't and the, say and the, and cor- ratty that's yeah crazy. well you know we grew up in jersey and then <laughs> the caritzis okay. that's the italians in my family easy.
1: Jersey, what, what part of jersey
0: i grew up in uh hackensack south hackensack and then uh moved to to Waldwick, which is a small town of scumbags. <laughs> how you
1: doing? We're rolling,
2: there? by the way, right?
0: Yes. All right, this this, this is, is
2: This is literally how we're gonna start the pod.
1: Scumbags. So, scumbags. So what is
2: oh, that close yeah. to? As New Yorkers, I could say for me and Rocco. I mean, John live You lived in Jersey too. They for lived
3: a in Jersey bit, for a while. Yeah.
0: But, you um, like how my feet are up? Yeah. Like I'm a little fucking kid sitting yeah. in this no, chair. That's a right? big boy chair. Join that's the club. Usually boy me. Chair. <laughs> So shit should I it. put my feet on the ground here? How do you feel, comfortable? slouch on ass? Mm-hmm. Sodium sucking slouch got you up off your fucking couch, you know. Box. I was shitting on some fucking uh, people in Philadelphia. That's my favorite place to go heal.
2: <laughs> to go heal?
0: Yeah, when I'm working on the shtick. Oh, okay. Do you um, know what that means? I got Philly jokes you know, for this. Yeah,
3: I got I got Philly no, Philly jokes for this.
0: The other day I leave New York City, right? And, and, and I'm watching the sunset, and it's so fucking beautiful. And I'm like, you know what, dude? Take out the phone real quick. We got, like, 10 seconds, and I got about a minute to talk. You know what I mean? And uh, I just saw an opportunity, and I ceased it. We had just left New York City Comic Con. Shout out to people at Bait, uh, great clothing brand, doing collabs with Marvel and all sorts of, bro, um, Ultraman, you know, the original fucking Power Ranger. Yeah, remember that toy? It was kind of like that toy was in like the shop, right? While yes, Power remember. Rangers was in like Toys I mean, that's R Us. Past my age, I don't, don't want to make, make you guys feel old, but don't date me. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Uh shout out to Bate was at New York City Comic Con. Leave, walked home. You know, and I live in Jersey, right on the other side of the river, North Bergen. Okay, and shout out to Cuomo Deli if you're ever in Jersey. If you're on the flip side and you need a good place to go, my man at Cuomo, Antonio, Mm -hmm. this fucking guy's got to figure it out. He's doing it big. They got great, fresh mutts. Lorenzo, our boy, Antonucci comes by. Christian Pascal, you know, they come by just for the mutts.
2: Is that good?
0: Yeah, it's that good. So you need to try because you're in the game. Yeah, you know what I mean. You got skin in the game. You got to f- try. I feel
2: this like is competition.
0: <laughs> if you feel like it's competition, you're on the other side of two different rivers. You know, you got to get over the Hudson River, the fucking East River. You got to cross this know, little know, fucking it's peninsula, it's, it's peninsula island, is yeah. Manhattan.
2: Competition's across the street. Uh, what's it after? as a local yeah, yeah, competition? Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: What's your go-to yeah, it's sandwich count. there? But we we didn't get to what we were getting to. Let me get to it. <laughs> okay. So I'm fucking. I'm. I leave New York City Comic Con. I see this beautiful sunset and i just was like pull out the camera i need to cut a promo you know what i mean for the gram and i'm just i'm freestyling straight up and one take jake you know jake the snake shit and at the end of it i tied it all into philly because that's where i needed to be i knew that when i started it is really it started with the, the, the this place looks great <laughs> let me get the camera out and my homie had the shit and uh I've tied it into Philly jokes, so that's what I was saying to you. My favorite place to go heel is Philadelphia. When I go to Philly, because I also hate the Eagles more than any one team. Oh, I actually fan. hate them more than any one. No, nah, I hate – bro, I'm a Jet fan too. Oh, so ah, when they won, I was – yo, was man, great. I was – they beat the Eagles, which helps the Giants in turn, yeah. and it's like, oh, man, I wish the Giants could do them some fucking favors this year, take out some <laughs> of their competition, but – uh No, my dad was a Jet fan. We fell into, see, my dad was a working man. He was a DJ. And he had, with my uncle, Premier Entertainment, my uncle's company, really. My father started DJ International. And the first guy's DJing, all right? This is what I'm talking about. You got a wedding, you're hiring a band. This is the late 70s, early 80s. And he starts ripping with the records. And now I'm a kid, and I get a little older. I'm carrying the records in and out of fucking, you know, kitchens. And, and, and catering holes and busting ass, and my dad is out there on the mic, right? And he's ripping it with the YMCA and the Cupid Shuffle on <laughs> the electric slide. And, and he went from records to CDs, but they got cases too, and these bitches was fucking heavy. So we would always take the plastics off, cut the album artwork, and put the track list on the front of a sleeve mm-hmm. that was thin plastic and put that into the record case and have it all, sp- like, you know, columns of of CDs that were really, you know, labeled in alphabetical order with all the fucking artists and genres, real DJs, genres, 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 real DJ shit, like break it down, Latina, blah, blah, blah. And we're talking about thousands of CDs. And then you go from that and then condensing it to the songs you do need when you're on the road, because this song ain't hitting no more. This mix ain't that mix ain't no more. And times are a changing, right? And my dad goes to the virtual DJ And the DJ, uh, you know, electric fucking, this is a hard drive now. You know what I'm saying? Had your external hard drive. You plug it into the computer. He had DJI. Now people are just hooking up the Wi-Fi and fucking ripping it, right? It's crazy. crazy Walking in with your laptop, but my dad was an OG DJ. And so I grew up with the microphone in my hand, ripping it and and, and entertaining and reading a room and a crowd. And then by the time I was 16, bro, I was DJing bitches sweet 16s, dog. I was a motherfucking man. Had the the keys to the party. You know Mm. what I'm saying? Like we were, (laughs) It was wild times. We were wild kids. And we we, were, uh, we just grew up in Jersey. As you were asking earlier, like, what is it? How does it equate? I would say, like, where I grew up is kind of like Queens, like okay. a little bit. Um, Brooklyn is more Jersey City, yeah. Union City. That. Uh, and wh- that's what it is. Like, if you cross 73rd Street in Manhattan and go over to River, I'm on 73rd Street in Bergen Line. Like, that's that's where I am today when I do the, you know, I have a studio and a boxing gym. So the boxing gym, State of Fitness Boxing Club, was uh, founded and started by Desmond Boyle. He's a fireman, Irish fuck, and uh, awesome guy, Catholic, strong man. Uh, And I love to have somebody like that in my (laughs) quarter. He's my Mickey, you know, and Rocky. And this guy is my guy. And, you know, he's in the corner coaching kids up and, and, and ripping it, you know, Uh, being a good man with the community, helping these, you know, younger kids that are fighters that want to, you know, cause trouble, they probably channel it, you know, in the right direction, getting in the ring. And it's been cool to be a part of that, you know, uh, because wrestling was the world I was in for seven years. And then I kind of stepped into this boxing gym and and I just really liked it. And uh, I needed a place that had a ring and men and sweat and testosterone, locker room talk, Bullshit. Say whatever the fuck you want in here.
3: Wrestling's become a lot less of that, right? In the past 10, 15 years, it's a lot more produced than it's ever been. Is that fair?
0: Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, 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 you broke in TV, a, babe. Yeah. Know, I broke in at the craziest time in the history of mankind in wrestling. In the history. Your
2: personality was at the top. It never,
0: it never happened before what had happened when I was there. So... We were an independent wrestling show called Florida Championship Wrestling, Sorry. ran by Dusty Rhodes and Steve Kern. Steve Kern was Skinner, Doink the Clown, not the original Doink, but he did do Doink for a long time. Um and 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 Kern was All over the the Southern Territories, working with Billy Graham and Mike Graham, these guys that really ran the Florida Territories. Dusty came in. He was their champion. The Carolinas, working with Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair. And you had guys moving all over the Territories, dropping belts and moving on to the next Territory. And the heel would come in, and he would work a guy over for a little while, and then the babyface would do the chase and win the title back. And they had the Territory System. And we were the last remaining really Florida territory. So what the WWE was doing at the time when I got hired was I was a part of Triple H's very first class because what had happened was Vince McMahon came to Hunter, apparently, and asked him what he thought that the company needed more than any one thing. And to Hunter's credit, uh, Paul Levesque, he said, we need to focus on the next generation and talent and, and finding the talent and and producing the talent and creating our own talent. Yeah. And so Hunter was looking to more at that time train with an NFL trainer named Joe DeFranco, who I knew who was my strength coach since I was growing up, make a long story short. He showed a video that went viral on barstool sports of me talking shit and tackling Victor Cruz when he was playing for the Giants, and they were going to the Super Bowl. When I was in high school, I used to play Victor Cruz in, in, in high school football, oh, and wow. I had highlights of me German suplexing him. <laughs> I had highlights of me like running a sixty-five Wait, yard touchdown pass. this ass defense. I, I was I was kick returner, punt. returner. Victor could tell your ass. I was kick re, I was kick returner, punt returner, running back, safety. I uh, never stepped off the field. Played on kickoff. Played on punt. Uh, I went to a small town of scumbags, and, and, and uh, bro, we used to be smoking. Everybody would smoke cigarettes behind the locker room before practice, and our coaches knew, and it was not a problem. That's I do That's very I,
3: Jersey. I, we did that in wrestling practice. We'd be smoking right up until the coach came. We'd be smoking.
0: Bus. Bro, yeah, he'd show up. Bro, we had me, Vishner, getting off the short bus to get to practice, and we'd be late sometimes, like, getting kicked out of school. Me and my homie, bro, we had, like – like you know like probation and shit and i would be in like have to leave practice my mom would pick me up early and shit because you know i would have to go to probation and it was like it's like think about 16. those times bro those th- those times are so far gone and they're dead and we played football on grass full contact full pads friday through saturday i mean monday through saturday every day only, only off on sunday right you played A game on Saturday. There was no Friday night fucking lights. We couldn't afford no lights at my fucking school. We played on glass and shit. You know, Patterson Catholic asked Victor Cruz about his high school conditions. Motherfucking school got shut down. It doesn't even exist anymore. You know, we were savage fucks. But, uh, you know, I played college football. I get out. I make this little fucking video. And... My trainer shows it to Triple H, and I get a call from Triple H, and I get a tryout in the WWE because he knew I played college football and that I wasn't good enough for the NFL. Bro, I was a white D-back, man. Those those guys ain't making it, man. So, uh, so, so basically
2: from your highlight reel, you got the opportunity to be in the WWE. Your, your highlight reel of football.
0: <laughs> I guess if you look at it that way. I th- the way I like to look at it is honestly, bro, like, man, I didn't want to go to college. Uh, I did it for my father because you know he couldn't afford to go to no damn college when he was growing up, and he could afford it. He tried to save money for me, and through football, I got an opportunity to go play college, and go to college, and and it made it the financial burden a little easier, and. Uh, when I was there, I was just going to be a wrestler, bro. My freshman year, John Cena went to the same college I went to because that's why I went there. John Cena went there. I thought, man, if I go play college football at the same school as John Cena, who's their champion right now, i will probably go to be their champion too one day. Like that's a, You're that's 18. Fine. That's what I thought. I didn't understand it. And, uh, you know, obviously it just fell in my lap, which is crazy. God's plan. Uh, I can't make the shit up. The first day I was out at, uh, you know, I don't want to bring it back around to me. We were talking about other shit. Like, I don't, I hate bringing it back around to me in wrestling, but to make my long story short, the night that I was had my first match, John Cena was there, and when I saw him backstage, I said, take me home tonight, and he looked at me, and I was like, I went to Springfield, and that's what we played whenever we won a game in the locker room, and he knew that tradition because it went past when he was playing there. Wow. And he looked at me kind of weird. So I guess when I went out, all the boys in the locker room stood up and clapped for me because it was my debut and they knew that I was cutting the most fire promos for the past seven months behind closed doors and I never had a match and nobody ever let me have a match. So Dusty Rhodes let me have a match and oh I just got killed. But I got a mic. So I got at least to cut a promo in front of this crowd for the first time. And all my boys, all the guys in the locker room at that time, we were all tight. And and I was brand new, and I was hustling. I was showing up to practice at five a.m. every day, and and waiting for the coach to open the door because he would show up anytime between five thirty and seven. And I just didn't know if that I would beat him. So I was like, "Fuck this motherfucker! I'm gonna beat him to work." Do you every remember day. your
2: promo after that match? What you said?
0: F- well, so but
2: after that first match, you the said the first time I the-
0: walked out to the ring. I said, my name is Enzo Omore. Yeah. And when I look up and down this NXT roster, I see nothing but a bunch of fake tough guys. What I like to call a fugazi. See, everybody's real till a real situation shows up. Everybody's a G till a G walks in a room. Bada boom,
4: realest guy in a room. How you doing? That's fine. Now, how That's long fine. How long did that take to rehearse? It didn't. I just <laughs> oh. That was off the top? No. So they
0: put me on the fucking spot, bro. I had no idea I was about to wrestle, have a match, cut a promo, not nothing. Bro, I'm sitting there backstage eating donuts thinking my fattest, bro, if I could have told you about the night before, (laughs) how drunk I was, a young boy hanging out with my man, Jesse White will bring it up all the time. That's Vader's son. Remember Big Van Vader? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Vader.
4: It's Vader. Vader Vader. Time, 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 time. Vader.
0: Yeah. His dad was a badass, played for the L.A. Rams, went on to be a badass in wrestling all across the country. Should have had a way better run as a bad guy in the WWE, but yeah. – Politics fucked him over. Really let down that guy. Yeah, he should have. He got fucked because he he should have been a world beater. Yeah, Yeah. he should have came in because he was that size. He should have been killing everybody. Remember when Sean Michaels wouldn't drop the title to him? But Sean, if he was smart back then, because I think it was, if he could go back in time, he would have dropped the title to Vader and had a monster to try to defeat for all those years. For a couple years, somebody hot that could have gave him good matches. But he was a violent big fuck that didn't give a fuck in the ring and. So his reputation goes, he didn't give a fuck. He threw hands with a lot of people over the years. Lost some, won some, but he didn't give a fuck. <laughs> Vader he could go funny. in the air for a was guy. Nuts. He was he yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. He had, a, he had like one he of did those... backflip. Uh, he was yeah, yeah. a moonsault yeah, big
0: guy. Moonsault guy, yeah. yeah. Him and Bam Bam, Bam, Bam Bigelow baby. Yeah. Yeah. Jersey. Jersey, Jersey stand <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. Shout out all my people in Asbury, Greg Russo. All the boys out all there, the man. All the paisans. All the paisans. So a lot of your promos...
2: The one liners are ridiculous. So no, what
0: happened was that very day, motherfuck. I'm talking about, I'm sitting there, bro, so hung over from the night before. I, I let's just say I was with a lady till all hours of the night, living my life, I my best life at that time, telling every girl that I was meeting that I'm a pro wrestler. i had been not, not <laughs> zero matches, zero matches. <laughs> 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 a young kid, man. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till right. you make fake it, it for sure, it. bro.
4: Fake it till you make it. Once you
0: make it, you ain't gotta fake it. Ain't nothing silicone about me, baby. I'm as real as a cups, brass knuckles, brass balls. Sound like a cashier when I jerk off. So, <laughs> <laughs>
4: ching ching, ching.
0: Wow. Guys, <laughs>
4: walk, walking bars over here. So, I was I was sitting in the back
0: minding my business eating a donut trying to hide from everybody who was important because i didn't need them to see my ass because then i thought i would probably get fired you know what i mean like this is when you're walking on eggshells you've never had a match before and you don't even want to remind people you're there <laughs> you know, in my mind at least because i've been cutting fire promos for seven eight months being told i was getting fired so i'm like damn bro like shit's coming to an end at any point so I think I got my only opportunity in my match. It's going to be a squash match. I'm going to be done, bro. Like, this is it. And it probably was supposed to be that. It's probably just a little charity. Give him one match. Get them gone. Because I walked to the ring and I got killed. Right? But you and were I, supposed to. Like... I was in spandex, bro. I had no choice, bro. I did not want to wear spandex. spandex. I did not oh, want no. to wear wrestling boots. I did not want to fucking dye my hair black. I did not want to dye my beard black. I did not want to fucking look this Genzo Italian part as much as I wanted to be the name Enzo Amore. How did that name come about? I wanted to be E.A. 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 is my real name. Mm -hmm. Is Eric Arn. Okay. Okay. My dad's name is Anthony. Mm -hmm. And Anthony Wayne. So, my mother's name is Rosemary Lyons. Right? So... I always toyed with lions, but that's not my that's my mom's maiden name, you know? And uh, you know, she's hundred percent Irish. So I'm 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 Italian, German, and Irish. My father is mostly Italian and about a third German. Well, probably more German. Probably half. half at least half. at least half and half. Like huh. Italian German. So I just wanted the name EA to keep and hold on to because I was at that time saying I'm EA all day. EA all day. Because that was my nickname growing up was EA. And in college, everybody called me EA.
2: EA Sports, it's in the game.
0: Yeah, there you go. So, uh, yeah, that's that's an anomaly in and of itself. (laughs) (laughs) Think Uh, think, think about it. I was discovered by the game, Triple H. (laughs) (laughs) Got in the game. Think about it. That's true. EA, man, it's all written in the Matrix, brother. We're, we're just fucking <laughs> so walking through the simulator. <laughs> we're just a bunch of NPCs <laughs> playing along, man. <laughs> Sorry, uh, just fucking. So anyway, man, I go to to get summons by Dusty Rhodes. He opens the locker room door, bro. He never called me not nothing for nowhere. How? So Dusty comes in. He's like, Ivio, hey, you got your gear? I'm like, fucking. <laughs> me? He's like, yeah, get to the fucking ring. I'm like, oh, shit. So I get in my spandex for the first time, and I, look, I don't even have time to look in a mirror. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> right? I go to the ring, and they give me a microphone immediately. And they're like, go to the ring, cut a promo. You're having a match against Mason Ryan. And I'm like, well, I have no idea what to say. And I just said that shit that you just heard me yeah. say before. That was what I said. And that was what they let me say when I came back out.
2: So what happened after that? After so John
0: movie? Cena hears all the boys stand up and clapping for me. So he comes to the back to see, like, why are all the boys standing up and cheering and clapping? And then he hears me, and he repeats it. He goes,
4: Bar Boom realest guy in the room, and he laughs with all the boys.
0: And then I, could, I took a great ass-whipping, the ass-whipping of a lifetime, against Mason Ryan. I took this move they call Beal, which is like a hip toss, from corner to corner, as you would say. Like... So imagine he's standing in one corner and he has a hand under like a hip toss. And when he hip tossed me, my feet hit the opposite turnbuckle. Like I took it as best I could. I was like, man, that like a,
4: you you give him a little, I did a
0: swanton bomb into the opposite turnbuckle. You know what I mean? And I guess that was, you know, in the eyes of everybody watching, like he made that guy look good. Yeah. He took his ass whipping good. And, uh, and, you know, I got out of there alive, and I came to the back, and I thought for sure I was getting fired, bro. I was like, damn, man, that was it. Well, at least I got a bar story. I could go up home, show everybody the match I had as a wrestler. I ain't lying. I told you I was going to do it. And motherfucking John Cena asked me to come to the ring with him. After the show in the dark segment, because he was just advertised to be there, but they didn't pull him out until the after the show was over so they can keep the fans there the whole time. Gotcha, you. Got so you. John Cena comes out in the dark, and he didn't know what he was going to do. So then when he saw me, he came up to me, and he's like, hey, you want to come to the ring with me with the microphone? And I was like, that guy's my tag team partner. Wow. Big Cass is seven foot tall. So I just saw an opportunity kind of type thing. Like, he was my best friend. We were cutting promos I, like, am I my best friend or a guy I only known for a few months? But I, I went to a Yankee game with him off rip. I got there. I needed friends. I didn't know nobody. The Yankees are playing the Devil Rays. And I was like, yo, you wear a Yankees hat. I wear a Yankee hat. You want to go to the Yankee game? This week, I got tickets, and Big Cass came with me. And we went sat in the front row put our elbows on the dugout. I was like, yo, this guy's on the fucking Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's a fucking tight end. It's just, I was Enzo Amore before I was Enzo Amore. I was just lying for this guy. Like, <laughs> fucking walking around. I was like, bro, we were sitting with our elbows on the dugout. A-Rod and Jeter were walking in and out of the fucking dugout. Cass will tell you, I picture, the first picture of me and Cass is elbows on the dugout at the fucking Yankee game. That should tell us something <laughs> about the Matrix, because we ended up in batting practice at Yankee Stadium wow. during SummerSlam weekend. And it's just, shh, what, you know? And, uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I went for a fucking roller coaster ride from that point on, bro. John going to get you in the ring. I called the guy soft. I was like, you're SAWFT, soft? Yeah. You, this is big are seven foot tall, you can't teach that. I'm a certified G-bonified stud, you can't teach that. And that was how that worked. The guy was supposed to be the intellectual savior of masses. Uh that was his gimmick. He was smart. So I was like, you know, this guy's seven foot tall. He can't teach that. Dumbass. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, that shit just caught fire, man. John Cena blessed us that night, and the rest was history. We held up our end of the deal, you know, until uh, the wheels fell off, man. You know, we rode to the moon, bro. Like, Cass and Enzo were main event talent, uh, opening talent, which is the most art, uh, important parts of the show. Open main event talent. For years in the NXT, and for years, no, no, for years in NXT mainstays, opening and closing out shows all over the globe, man, unbelievable times. Like, wow. Uh, and the world was so gracious to sing along with us that whole time. Uh, no one in the history of wrestling maybe got to enjoy that that uh, generation as we did. Um, you look at our generation, our, that 10 years is over. We did it. Right, so look at that 2010 to 2000, you know, twenty, you know, era of wrestling, and Enzo and cast rode yeah. a wave that yeah, nobody yeah, else got to ride, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went everywhere and partied everywhere.
4: You didn't <laughs> have to say where tight uh, ends. And uh, no, <laughs> no,
0: I'm talking about fun times that can never be had again. You know, you're only that, young once. You're only famous for the first yeah. time once. You only experience places for the first time once. You only get to meet celebrities for the first time once. You only get to be in the mix with celebrities, then consider yourself a celebrity for the first time once. It's a first time thing. Mm-hmm. And I think you see it happen with so many rock stars, wrestlers, musicians, actors, actresses that ride that wave. You know, like it was an insane time. And I, I'm blessed to be alive. You know, the amount of women and, 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 crazy nights that just never ended that rode right into the next day into the ring and shit you know like you only get to live that way for so long you know um and 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 it was the most fun you could ever have I, I live to tell about it, and I'll probably be really appreciated for it, like a Ric Flair <laughs> in another 10, 20 years when people look back like, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. that, yo, that little decade Enzo and Cass was into shits. They were fucking wild. And because anything, anytime you saw us having a great time out there, trust us, we left the building and we're about, about to have another great time.
3: <laughs> and wrestling's like a like a I mean, I, I'm I speak as part of the cult. Like I'm a big mark for wrestling. So it's sort of like a, a cult in that. When you're in it, when you're a fan, when you appreciate it, it's it's got its own community in life. I mean, you guys must have all over the world. It, it's its own beast, right? I mean, you got fans coming out, and they know everything you've done. They know every match you've had. They could tell you memorize everything, memorize about you. everything you've done, dressing yeah. like you and stuff. It, it's it's like be, being part of a
0: movement, really. Rock band, yeah, like a rock band. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's sports meet rock and roll for sure because you are still an athlete. In a weird, yeah,
2: way. No, you're definitely but, an yeah, yeah. you
0: definitely. you no. But here's the thing: we party like rock stars at a certain point in our careers. Probably yeah. most of us, at least, uh, the ones that didn't. God bless their asses. I uh, probably had a lot more fun than you did, but you know, <laughs> fun is fun is. You know, it's, it's, you have your own definition. Subjective. I have mine. Subjective. Yeah, Subjective. Yeah. yeah. No,
2: but it's it's true because a lot of the wrestlers have like the long hair, like they are in. A oh yeah, hair. but oh, it, yeah.
0: it 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 so, you know it helps with the action. It
2: looks more dramatic when... You're yeah, trying. I mean,
0: when you see hair flowing and, yeah. and you see that sweat. Yeah. Think about that sweat. When you start to match with dry hair and you end that bitch with fucking look like you took a shower. Bret Hart. Bret, Bret. Bret Hart, well, baby. Paul
3: Hogan got the spaghettis in the back every time. Oh, yeah, As a yeah, kid, yeah. I used to say myself, like he got wet spaghetti on the back of his head. Oh, I
0: love that. Yeah, man. Mr. Perfect with the ramen yeah. noodles. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's right, yeah. shit we got it all blown out. But it's storytelling. It's a big part of it. Yeah, man. And uh, that's exactly right. It's storytelling. And and I was blessed to have the easiest job in the history of pro wrestling at a certain point in my career. Because at a certain point in my career, it was Enzo and Cass, open the show, go straight through. And what I mean by straight through is in the wrestling business, we say, uh, you know, when the guy kicks out, you know, and especially if you hear, you know, the crowd, he's like, one, two, oh, right? We don't do that in the first match usually, mm. because we want to set you up for the rest of the card. Yeah, there's eight matches on the card. If everybody's kicking out of everybody's shit, then we're not setting up the main event. It's which an opening has act. titles. the right. yeah. yeah. so opening act. Usually goes straight through. Yeah. And w- usually, what happened was we go like this. My name is Enzo Amore, and this is a joke, everybody. I don't own this shit, but we don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, uh, my name is Enzo
4: Amore. I'm a certified G, bona fide stud. You can't teach that. And this right here is just big cash, and he's seven foot tall. And you can't teach that. And these guys, oh no, and bada boom, those guys in the room, right? And these guys over here, there's only one word to describe you, and we're
0: gonna spell it out for you: S A W F T soft. Now, the thing is, I could talk forever. But we don't have time for that because everybody wants to get the fuck home. And if you're in the opening act and you're Enzo and you're out there talking for five minutes, you're going to get some OGs pissed off. Some veterans in the back that want to get on to the next town or go the fuck home or see what you're allotted to, they're going to get mad. And then the guys in the Did ring... learned you learn that along the way? The, yeah. Then the guys in the ring that want to do shit to you, you only have 10 minutes, 15 minutes of the opening match, they don't, they don't get to wrestle because you just talk for five minutes, right? So at a certain point, when you realize, Enzo, you don't have enough time to talk and wrestle and have the match, you go, okay, after I go, you're S-A-W-F-T, soft, I'll turn around and you hit me from behind, and we go straight into the heat. So I don't do anything. I don't do drop kicks. I don't do fucking head scissors. I don't do nothing. Because there's four people in the match, and everybody's got to be featured. And I don't have time for it, especially if I get to talking for five fucking minutes. All right? And although, some would argue, that's what people wanted. Yeah. Yeah. People wanted to hear me talk for five fucking minutes, not watch you do me fucking arm drag hip toss, okay? <laughs> but, uh, so we just got down to brass tacks at a certain point. And I wouldn't call it chalking it up or fucking... You know, you know, stealing money for the company. It was just what was kind of the nature of the beast at that time was Enzo and Cass go out in the first match, bought a boomerang, guys in the room, how you doing? Everybody sings along. Yeah, and these guys, there's only one word to describe you. S-A-W-F-T, soft, Cass gives the button, Cass turns around, I get jumped from behind, a referee grabs Cass, Cass can't get to me, and they look at me, do you want to fucking have a match, Enzo, even though you just got jumped, or do you want to start it fair? You know? The ref looks at you. you Want to have a match? I'm like, yeah, fight on. And then they hit you again, and I'm, you know, and I'm down, and I'm down, <laughs> and I do literally nothing. I literally <laughs> don't fight back. Don't fight back. Just take an ass kicking, and then what do they want to see? They want to see the big guy get in. Yeah. More than ever before, because I haven't fought back. Yeah. Because every time I tried to, they stop me. Right. So if you were a tag team looking to do shit, Dash, Dawson, the Gallows and Anderson, uh, Cesaro, Sheamus, whoever, they were kind of tweeners' faces. But even before then, Wesley Blake, fucking Blake and Murphy, these guys, all these guys I came up with that were wrestlers, I was your dream opponent as a babyface because I could take all your shit. I could take everybody's shit because I'm, I'm not hard to pick up, you know what I mean, in the wrestling world. I'm 200 pounds. They could they could toss you around at that when do you, when guys know how to move. So I can make all your shit look good because I'll eat everybody's shit too on television, but never in real, never at a live event. Nah, not me. Try not to, but we're trying not to hurt each other. But on TV, I'm going to tell you, hit me, motherfucker, because I'm not making, I'm not selling it if you don't. But. Anyway, we're in a tag match, and I haven't done a damn thing. What do they want to see more than anything in the world? Cass come in. Cass kills everybody when he gets in, because they've been wasting all their energy on me, and now he just gets in, and he's fresh, because as a daisy, he hasn't gotten in the match at all. He runs through them, and then tags me in and throws me on top of them, and I win one, two, three. (laughs) Right? You could do that around the world every night. Except for that miserable part, I got to get on the top rope and jump off onto a guy every night. Bro, we opened shows around the world and did like nothing and had everybody lit, and that was our job. So it afforded us the opportunity to go out and get hammered the night before (laughs) all the time. While other guys had to go out there and have... Table matches, ladder matches, fucking you know, one minute. I mean, one on one matches that are fifteen minutes. And look at Ric Flair would go out and drink every night and have one minute Broadway, one on one broadways for sixty minutes. So like, look it. To each his own. Everybody's different, but they made it really easy for me and Cass to go out there and have a fucking good time. <laughs> that's the, that's
3: the whole roots of wrestling, right? Like you talk about the territories before the idea that you could take a match, choreograph it to perfection, go around the country, around the world do it for different crowds, and, and that, was your, that was your whole role in the, in the performance throughout the thing, right? That's that's wrestling's roots from the carnival to today.
2: We're very excited to announce a long-term partnership with the Soto Gastronomia out from Australia.
1: These guys got a really, really interesting restaurant. The
2: Soto has a very
1: interesting story, so they're first-generation Italian-Australians. They're basically us in Australia. De Soto was created in their parents' and grandparents' honors so that they can pay their legacy forward. of their proceeds goes to people in need, charities, and the arts. DeSoto will be supporting us this year, so you know the content's going to be even better. Bro, and who knows, maybe at some point we're going to have to take a trip down under, huh?
2: I was always curious how the Italian Australians made food.
1: It's time we find out.
2: Calandra's Bakery, family owned since 1962. Luciana Calandra... Sicilian immigrant started the bakery in 1962 in Newark, New Jersey, passing it on to his grandkids. The third generation, bacon bread the old school way, located in your nearest supermarket in New Jersey and New York. And don't forget to visit any of their three locations in New Jersey.
0: Yeah, so you know, I've I've said this on podcasts I've been on, but a lot of people don't know the root meaning of it. So I think it's funny to, in, in, in the wrestling world. If that's what I come to talk about. I mean, this is my life, right? This is my world. I I can't avoid it. I'm a wrestler, so I will talk about it. Uh, I think I feel I feel like that's what people bring me on podcasts to talk about. So uh,
2: I asked you what your favorite sandwich was before. <laughs> <trip. Just so.
0: laughs> Chicken bar. That's a good. That's a good call. Did parm. You go
2: to?
0: Well, you said sandwich, so they're the, the, the two very different things. But I didn't break were... up. I didn't break it up into categories. I just <laughs> say it's straight. I understand there's cold cuts. I understand there's yeah. a cold sandwich and there's a hot sandwich. I understand there's a panini. I understand there's many different types of bread. You can get a bagel. You can get a pretzel bread. I mean, you can get a lot of different type of bread. You but crazy with it. I'm just saying, give me a straight up chicken parm, maybe even a vodka sauce chicken parm. Really we soft. have one so, way yeah, for over there. That was too. the best. I'll take a fucking chicken parm vodka sauce, nah. Yeah. Straight. Speaking, speaking of chicken parm, so. I'm actually trying to you know wean off on the bombs. Yeah.
1: You yeah. know what I mean?
0: I got. I dude. When we talk about bars, what do you got for me here?
1: No, no, no. I was gonna say this is like the last I even want to mention wrestling, really. But the first time I heard you on TV, I'm like, this guy's not fucking Italian. I was like, I thought about it last night. Should I tell him? Should I not tell him? Like, you know what? I'm gonna fucking say it. So, I first time I heard you, I'm like. He's like he's playing this Italian role. He's not fucking Italian, but I'll be honest, bro. You grew on me a lot. Like the, you're like you're kind of like a fucking drug on t- on television. You just want more. of This guy, fucking
0: that's what it is. Game it's Italian great.
1: stereotype that the whole world sees, but in a different way.
0: I'm from Jersey. I wasn't an Italian. Yeah, I wasn't. I was Enzo Amore, which is great. But we all know that Amore means love. love. Yeah, it's right? a universal word. It's a universal oh. word. So if I called myself fucking Enzo Love, <laughs> like. What, what was the fucking difference? It's, it's Hulk Hogan, right. bro, not Terry Balella. <laughs> you know? Right. So, okay. Another Italian. Yeah, an Italian. Terry Balella, but he played Italian. Hulk Hogan. He
3: played an Irish. They wanted him to be back. Irish because they needed an Irish
1: but, yeah,
0: champion. Go, good luck telling my fucking family they ain't yeah. Italian. Yeah, I, got some, <laughs> I got some Italians in my family who will fucking take it up yeah. with you, all right?
1: No, no, that's why. Right. I don't want no problems. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Show. No, man. My grandma, Raphael is rolling in her fucking grave right
3: now. I know that. <laughs> who came up with... At, who came up with emphasizing the jersey? That was all your stuff before you
0: got well, there? Well, it was just, yeah, I, I, that's how I got in the door, man. I was talking shit about the Jersey Shore on the internet. Wow. On 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 Barstool Sports, they put this video up of me. Because I when I made the video of me, like, dude, I have a video on the internet where I do, like, a, a bunch of workout shit at DeFranco's gym. And then I talk shit at the end of it. And at the end of it, I talk about the Jersey Shore promo. Because the Jersey Shore put itself out there. I'm from Jersey. They're all from here. They're from north of Jersey. They're from Connecticut and fucking Rhode Island and fucking Long Island. And I think maybe Staten Island. That's a good point. Yeah. All right. None of yeah, they're them were all spread, from... They're all spread out. None yeah. of them were from fucking Jersey. Yeah. They are just partying so there. They came to my house. This is fucking... My dad's a DJ. Every fucking DJ in New Jersey worked for my fucking father. I could have had the keys to the kingdom, been the next big DJ. Could have been out here. All my fucking buddies that are good at it, they're big time. You know, shout out DJ Lughead out here, ripping it up at Common Ground uh, in New York City, uh, and Common Ground in fucking uh, Turks and Caicos, Common Ground in Tampa. He's their resident DJ. He's a beast, and he was riding the... Riding around a fucking bicycle at my my cousin was DJing his school dance and yeah. and he he saw my cousin and was like can I help you carry in your speakers and started DJing right there. All these DJs that came up through my family, I have seventeen cousins on the Irish side. All right, they're all seventeen of them are are fucking basically full blooded Irish, most of them. And uh, I got a lot of family over there, and I'm a dual citizen of Ireland. Oh, wow. yeah, I'll be there in December wrestling. Shout-out to uh, Joey uh, and all the guys out there in Ireland that are going to have me wrestling in December. I appreciate that. I'll be in Manchester, UK in March. and February, I'll be in the UK as well. I'll be in the UK in December. Uh, I had to get back out there. I haven't been there in a long time. So the Irish in me calls to me, bro. That green is different. It hits different and i'm telling you i've been to china ecuador chile peru japan abu dhabi dubai india saudi arabia australia new zealand singapore hong kong fucking japan i've been all these places there ain't no green like the green in ireland you'll never see anything like it
2: what do you mean by that the green
0: the best way i could describe it to you is everything is lush green Green rolling hills, as far as the eye can see, of green trees that sprout out that are bright green, green that comes off on the side of the road, green, and everywhere you look is green with a mist that's fog in the air that's kind of green. It's fucking green. The place is green, just like when you go to Arizona and it's fucking red, and yeah. you go and you go to Sedona and it's fucking orange and red, and Nevada. You know these places that are gr- you know gray and dreary, like fucking Indiana. You know what I mean?
2: You got to walk us through this uh, viral clip I just saw that uh, surfaced of you of uh, you wrestling Mini Man. Was, was this Oh, buddy,
0: look. I'll tell you something I know. Throughout this lifetime, I've been in the pro wrestling business for a fucking long time. Mm-hmm. This ain't even about wrestling. This is a life lesson, and I know this because I lived through it. You haven't lived until you drop-kicked a midget. I
1: mean, that's necessary? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm about to get drop-kicked today.
3: <laughs> Who's drop-kicking me? <laughs> yeah, I'll sign up for the midget <laughs> end of that day. drop-kicking
1: <laughs> nobody. I swear, I, no, I'm not even going to lie, bro.
2: <laughs> that was the last thing I expected you to say. <laughs> the way you I thought was going to get deep, that, yeah. yeah. That's the last thing I thought you were going to say. Go it was perfect. What? Else? So what promo is that? That you,
0: bro, the, the, the material that I did on the short... Uh, I mean, bro. I mean, I could play one for you right now. That, that is, I, I, I'm i going to go out on a limb and say it is the best wrestling internet promo that hit the, anywhere yeah, last 100%. year. Last year. Number the, two. Number no, two.
2: No, it's the, one and two. I'm going to tell you my other clip that went crazy that I personally... No,
0: no I'm talking about any wrestler not, in, not on television... Just talking shit on the internet, mm-hmm. cutting a promo. Mm-hmm. The best promo of that in the world last year was a promo I cut on Micro Man. In my very name opinion, Micro Man. I'm sorry, Micro In my opinion, that, that 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 is the challenge. That is the storytelling. That is pro wrestling. That is why we love it. That is what it. The essence of it is, and that's what I do, bro. So uh, you know, uh, in essence. I will talk shit about this motherfucker, Micro, man, worse than anybody's ever talked shit about anybody, right? Because I have the ability to do it, motherfucker, right? I I can come up with the bars, write them down, remember them, come up with new ones and whatever. But when you put yourself out there and you give me that opportunity, something to sink my teeth into, okay? The year before that, it was Jerry the King Lawler. For me, my best feuds since I left WWE. I had a I had a casket match with Jerry the King Lawler at the Hudson Civic Center. The mid Hudson Civic Center is where fucking Andre the Giant got his hair cut by Big John Stud, where Miss Elizabeth Miss Elizabeth and Macho Man debuted. And this bitch was fucking sold out. This bitch was packed. And I talked so much shit going into this match about Jerry with like no like oh, bro. Like it was so much fun doing. You know, coming up with the material just like a comic does, you know, and uh, that was my favorite. And he's like an icon for that. I mean, talk about. I had a casket match with Cherry the King Lawler in the Mid Hudson Civic Center while he was working for WWE. Outside of WWE, like it was crazy. It was amazing. He's seventy five years old, like seventy three, I believe. I don't want to get me. You Don't, get <laughs> don't age him. Yeah. Don't age him. Don't age him. He's doing well, though, from what I hear, bro. Shout out, Jerry. Thank uh, you. One of the greatest to ever do oh, it. Yeah. Yeah, Unbelievable. Yeah, and if you've noticed, I've been holding my arm up this whole time and it won't bend. Don't worry about that. I'll be okay.
4: <laughs> You're right. <laughs> we'll we'll we get said, into
0: did it I'll a, a
2: tell you one
0: thing Microman didn't do this to me, okay? <laughs> so, so Micro Man, to me, was like the best opportunity for me. Um, in the mix of the independent scene. Mm -hmm. He's the biggest... Star independent uh, micro wrestler. Other micro wrestlers might tell you different, and might get really mad at me. I might have heat with a whole bunch of fucking micro motherfucking wrestlers. If you guys want to bring it, I'll go to midget wrestling out there in Tampa because I know it happens out there in Tampa. I'll come down to midget wrestling and stop a mud hole in each and every one of your asses. I will drop kick every midget wrestler one by one in the fucking wrestling? world. <laughs> little person wrestling. Little person wrestling. You call a little person? I don't give a fuck what you call it call me a fucking racist call me whatever the fuck you want i'll drop kick a midget any day
1: Wait, hold so. on hold on you're hold offending <laughs> no no no
0: no i don't so care hey, about that so here's the essence of the story this is pro wrestling okay that was that was a real one yeah. so uh in fuck. wrestling you talk big shit no 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 time out for you so fucking you, you don't get your point right now yeah, i'm gonna yeah, roll yeah. with this midget hey, talk hey, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. i'm gonna roll with the midget talk
1: very passionate about this. <laughs> I get it.
0: So if Microman could allow me to say all this shit about him, I would imagine that, you know, I have the green light to talk about it to other wrestlers too. Because that's what it is. It's pro wrestling. And if you, you I hope you take dick better than you take a joke, okay. Jesus no. Christ. So you know what I mean? So wow. I, I, I I would say it was the most fun for me because I had I could come up with material that for days and short jokes and midget jokes and all this crazy shit because who has the opportunity to fight a midget in what world do you do that in pro wrestling and in this world a dwarf is what they believe they like to be called right that's that's the correct term i I learned that the hard way doing my research so that's why i call him a -A d-w-a-r-f
4: (laughs) dwarf
0: so I get in a ring with this guy, and everyone in the world, what could you do with him? Who could, What are you going to do? See, here's the thing. There are people who wrestle him, and they do all the theater where they pick him up, and he arm drags them, and they pick him up, and he fucking flips over them, and they get it done out there in Mexico where, where it's Lucha Libre style, and it's a lot of fucking arm drags and rolls, and he can pull it off, and he can fly and shit because guys will catch him you understand and they'll and they'll take care of him and they'll not let him get hurt all right well i wasn't about to do that i'm not about to make this guy look like he has a snowball's chance in hell of fucking wrestling with me you think i'm going to pick you up and let you fucking arm drag me bro no so let's make this believable and i'll lose because i want to put you over after i talked all that shit about you so i don't want to i don't i'm not going to win here And Now, imagine the guy that owns the company at that time probably thought for 100% guarantee I was going to win when I went to the ring. But I don't even think I told them to finish. I don't remember. I surprised them just like I surprised everybody else. What I did was I propped a chair in the the bottom buckles and I drop-kicked the midget. And then after the drop-kick, I told them to stay the fuck down, don't get up because I'm a man and you're a midget. And it's just not believable. It's not believable that you would get up and fight me if I fucking really dropkick you. But he's a fucking savage, and and, and Micro Man knows how to fucking work. He can roll. He can fucking take things, believe it or not. So I just dropkicked him. And then I went and got a microphone, and then I went and got a chair. I took my sweet-ass time, and I took five minutes to get in and out of the ring and get the other guy to fucking hold the microphone for me because I was like, you hold that fucking microphone there, and I'm going to pick him up, and I'm going to sing The Lion King. <laughs> so then, i so imagine if you bought a ticket to this show that you see advertised as a real one versus microman this is circus this is carnival this is theater and this is what i do best yeah so fuck the wrestling match this is great it's,
2: it's entertainment bro it's
0: entertainment so then i picked him up and i made that guy his 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 guy his like manager hold the microphone to my face while i held him up in the air like fucking lying and yeah and i told him when i give him the iggy start kicking me in my face so when i'm holding him up he starts paddling my face and i only regret is that i lost my balance and fell a little bit but I didn't, I didn't really fall i just like put my hand down like what the fuck you know so he started kicking my face i dropped him right and then I went to go kick him, and he and he rolled under my foot. And then I ran at him, and he dove at my feet, and I tripped myself, hit my forehead on the chair, rolled over, and he stood on my chest to pin me like a surfboard. One, two, three. Now, after talking all that shit that I talked to lose to the smallest wrestler in the world, Microman, that was my exit from working with this company for one. Like, this is the last thing I need to do here. Like, you know, uh... That's how you walk out like a man and put somebody over, yeah. and it was a stretcher job. I had to bring a stretcher out, and take me out, like I broke my neck, and I just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. That's hilarious, Show me. I, I just thought, like, imagine I come out here, I talked, I cut the most scathing promos on dwarfs in the history of pro wrestling, and then when I when I picked the, when I picked the little guy up, Micro Man, I sing Lion King, but then he trips me and I hit my head on a chair. And I fucking lose. But now he gets to sign that autographed picture of him standing on my chest for the rest of his career. And I thought it was like also a kill-off of that character of what I was doing at that time, real one. True. And it was just like, here, this is done here. uh, And this is the best way to go out. On my back to the biggest star in that company, he was getting the biggest pops. And that's how I judge a star. Yeah. I don't give a fuck how big or small you are. Micro Man was the biggest star they had when he came out. The crowd went fucking nuts. So that's who I want to work with. That's and, the guy who's going to make my life easier. And if you don't get all that heat going in and being
3: as nasty as you can, you're you're doing a disservice to the guy, right? Because oh yeah. What's the point at the end if the crowd doesn't want to see him? Defy the odds. That's the psychology of the whole thing.
0: That is that is storytelling, the essence of it all, and I'm never afraid to lay down for anybody. I don't give a fuck if you're a microman. If I've chewed you up that hard, and that was the hardest part about being Enzo Amore, honestly. No, I, how could I go over on you? Right. How, how could I really go over on you and beat you? Was anybody really willing to let me murder fuck them on the microphone and then murder fuck them in the ring? You're right, yeah. It never was. A, nobody would ever do it. Yeah. It wasn't going to happen for me. And I saw the writing on the wall. You know, that was like, bro, like I had to be generous on the other end, in the ring, and uh, and, and play a certain part. And I had no problem doing that over the years. But you know what? Guys like Stone Cold would have told me, like, fuck you, bro. When it's your time, take that fucking shit, boy. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, like I, I, I kind of wish I did at times. I would have been like, I'm the most over guy here, okay, tonight. Maybe not yesterday night, maybe not tomorrow night, but fucking tonight. Did you hear the people, motherfucker? Okay, we're doing this tonight, you know? Did you
2: see the pizza wrestler guy? The guy that throws the the pizza in the air?
0: This is the most important promo. <laughs> oh, Luigi? Luigi, yeah. hey, His name is yeah. Luigi, right? I He's think Universal would be uh, classic. Yeah, I would love to work him somewhere along the line. I know show. that people, people have mentioned it to me. I don't know how things work, honestly. I don't have... A booker. So if you want to book me in pro wrestling, check out. I, I don't do it myself. I have a guy do it. Check out That's Doug. Uh, Doug Lawson is in Doug Lawson 92 at gmail.com, from what I remember. Let's make it happen. Uh, anytime. No, not even Luigi, anybody. I don't give a fuck. You want to book me for wrestling, talk to this guy. He can get a hold of me. He can also get a hold of Michael Strahan for you, Ray Lewis, Deion Sanders, Troy Aikman, uh, Tony Gonzalez, uh, B- formerly known as Big Cass, Big Bill, A-W, uh Thunder Rosa. A few, uh, there's other guys He's he works nice with. Nice Doug has got a great roster. Michael Strahan being his number one guy, Deion Sanders. Obviously, I don't know how you put him. Too, but yeah. I'm just saying, Michael Strahan is who Doug came up in the game with. Doug helped save Big Cass's life when he was fucking hitting the bottle real hard, you know? Cass put the bottle down, got in the best shape of his life, got a girl or get married. He's fucking awesome. 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 Oh, I love you. Big Cass for that. So, real quick, as I, you know, I'll talk a mile a minute and I'll fucking, this thing is, you're gonna fucking need a new one of these. <laughs>
1: what are you looking for over there? Promo?
4: Taco Bell. Everybody knows I'm a former KFC colonel and I got beef with a little chicken. Micro man, you shower in a sink. And everybody knows I'm a star. I take media showers. A quick little 100,000 views just for putting you back to Pichu. That's a rap burrito. But no, 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 mexi huh? You got beef. Well... Tinkle, tinkle, little star. I hope you're real pissed on January 7th and you've got tweezers and a magnifying glass because you're going to be real pissed when I take that little lucha mask off. And I show all... The ugly people in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, that no amount of cheap South American plastic surgery can fix an ugly little face. You built like a vase, Microman. Man. Somebody give me my flowers <laughs> while I'm still alive. Never mind. Legends never die. And when you die, Michael Man, they're gonna put you in a shoebox. Speaking of shoes, after I whoop your ass, I'm gonna I wish I could walk a mile in your shoes, Michael, man. They're small, but I wish I could walk a mile in your shoes. So I have your shoes. I'll be a mile away from you. Then I'll hop on a Toyota Tacoma, presumably 1992, 200,000 miles on it, still going strong, and I'll dangle those bitches off the rear view mirror, okay? There's no looking back now, Michael, man. You want to fight with a real one? Okay, let me tell you something, pal. Your nipples are six inches from your knee pads. It's like <laughs> a fancy Speaking of the devil. Looks like her husband, that weird man who worships you, Satan overall, that overweight vegan, let me tell you something about that guy, okay? That man, I do believe, to have a fetish. Anyone who flies a dwarf first class from Mexico to Philly to watch him get their ass kicked is an absolute weirdo, eh? Microman doesn't deserve that kind of treatment. He should never sit in first class. Way too much leg room. Bing! Everybody knows that a full-grown man, a regular-sized human being, would never lose a fight to Mihente. And I don't speak Spanish, so let me be clear. But Mihente sounds like the word I was looking for. I gotta say, (laughs) I want all the Mihente show up on January 7th to the 2300 Arena, cause I'm gonna whoop your ass, micro, man. You and St. Laurent. Let me tell you something, okay, Pop? Let me tell you something, St. Laurent. you're going to watch a boy get his ass kicked. And it's going to be nothing short of a stretcher job. I'm going to whoop your ass, Micro Man. And they're going to put you in an incubator at St. Jude Hospital. How you doing? Child's
2: play, dog. <laughs> Bro, how do you say that? One, one take, Jake.
0: Yeah. One take. Mom. One take you know? every time, baby. All right.
2: All right. That's crazy. Yo, I'm uh, a fucking... Rock, if you want to... He has to run somewhere. Go ahead. Do your thing. No, I didn't get a question. Oh, you're good? i you okay. got a yeah, question
0: okay. for me maybe okay. or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, go go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'll, no. I'll take all the questions no, now. No, cause, cause now. After, <laughs> after now, the microman now, now, promo. now it's
2: clip time. Now it's now, clip time. Now
1: it's clip time for TikTok and Instagram. Oh, yeah. I mean, not really a clip for this one, but hold on. Let me put this phone away. All right. So before you mention something, and you're on the Growing Up Italian podcast, and there's three Italians right next to you, and you said the grass is greenest in Ireland. Now, have you ever stepped foot in Italy? Of course. So how, how can you say it's greener than Italy then?
0: I've never seen anything like this in my life. I'm not joking. It's a rolling hills of like moss. It's not grass. It's like fucking moss. It's Italy's like that mountains, green. Mountains, it's yeah. like, it looks yeah, yeah. like that green right there as as far as the eye can see. It's fucking weird. And it's like misty.
1: Okay. And what's like, if I'm going to Ireland, what's the number one spot I need to go to?
0: I just drove across the fucking country. Uh sure. But I would say, like, probably Dublin, right? I don't fucking know. I'm the wrong guy to ask. I've only been there a couple times, yeah, right? All right? All right, No, you sound like... I, I loved Bray. I stayed with uh, with my boy, Finn Balor, uh, oh, yeah, as you yeah, guys yeah. know him, Fergal gross, Devitt. Gross. Fergal Devitt had... Grew up in Bray County, Ireland. And when we went to Ireland, I went and stayed with him and his family at his mom's house that he grew up in, which was amazing. And he had a little beach house out there. Uh, that he had, um, like he rented it out, and it was a space he owned for a while. It was really cool. Bray, Ireland is like a beach town, and was crazy about that shit. Is dude, there was guys swimming in the ocean. It was like fucking. Gotta be like forty degrees, brick, bro. <laughs> they, 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 these people, oh yeah, Viking blood, bro. No yeah, difference, zero yeah. fucks given. Yeah, Wake up every day. Walk into the ocean, go have a swim. You know, like what the fuck? This is the Irish Springs fucking commercial, bro. That guy, yeah. you know, in the fucking in the fucking suds in the forest. Yeah. You know, the Irish Springs bars, the green fucking bars they make for fucking soap. My goodness gracious, yeah. This, this these people swim in that in that ocean, which is cool. But I will, you know, I'm not a winter guy in, in the ocean guy. Yeah. I never did no polar bear plunge. No. You guys want to give it it up for charity? I'll (laughs) give you you the fucking donation. Fuck the whole part where I gotta go in the water.
2: So, when I met you outside, you had a Jeep Wrangler and you said you drove. I don't have a
0: Jeep Wrangler. I have a Gladiator.
2: Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: All right. There's a difference. I got a Russell (laughs) Crowe.
2: You're right. You got got a Jeep Russell Crowe. I got a Russell (laughs) Crowe. But if a Wrangler sees you, do you give him one of these things? I don't do
0: that, not never. And I get it done to me every day.
4: <laughs>
2: it's like a secret. Uh,
4: yeah, you know. Sometimes
0: day. I give him the finger back.
4: <laughs>
2: they, go, they go like this. You go like that. The fuck at the it. They got, the they got my big thing. He that got I so mad. That I said, uh,
4: I, I, I?" apologize about that. By <laughs> the way, I should have said Gladiator Wrangler. This guy drives a fucking Cherokee. I saw you pull up <laughs> it. <laughs> that's classic jersey license plates uh <laughs> old cherokees oh he's got a little indian in him too <laughs> oh don't call him that would they
0: stop calling him that in cleveland two years ago what i can't say it now you fucks
2: <laughs> who who's the goat of wrestling
0: i guess you would have to. i hope he doesn't ruin his legacy and show up again or something but probably the rock right <laughs> yeah like, I mean, if he went out now, who the fuck could you ever argue that, right? Is it the job to do less and make more money?
2: Yeah.
0: And he just shows up and he's in the main event and gets, gets, gets sold out and gets a bag now, like pfft, him or Brock Lesnar. I would say Brock's the best of all time. Maybe.
4: People do don't understand
0: when I was there with with him being the top dog, him being the guy who had the title all the a lot of the majority of the time I was I was there. Brock was, you know, and uh, I don't see how anybody can argue with it, man. He's the fucking best.
2: But Stone Cold had the most impact for me. Oh,
0: Stone Cold's the best ever, bro. What are we talking about? Generational. I, I'm a Hulk
3: Hogan guy. I grew up a Hulk Hogan guy. I mean, Hulk Hogan's the best ever. Do. <laughs> say? Do, you yeah. have a, do you have
2: a top five? No order. You know, It doesn't have to be top five in order, but maybe your five personal favorite.
0: Yeah, I actually do. Enzo, 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 how well, you doing? I like that. I like
2: Dude. that. That's a good answer.
0: <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, man, that's that's a difficult question because there's a couple different ways that you can gauge it, honestly. What uh, about for you growing up? So That's what I'm saying. Okay, so we could say, who's your favorite wrestler growing up? Yeah, yeah, we who were like your that. top five growing up? Yeah, versus who were your top five? Working what? No, there's that. Top five that you would watch their tape. And and when you went back and watched the tape, Mm -hmm. who's your favorite? Because it's very different. It is very different, yeah. Very different. I would say growing up, my top five were Shawn Michaels, Mm -hmm. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, on the outskirts of that one, two, three kid and DDP and Sting, Sting, yeah. one, two, three kid DDP. Yeah. Uh, you know, like it's hard to say which one of those all yeah. those guys. Were you more WCW? I, I like Bam Bam Bigelow too. I like Bam Bam Bigelow too, and I liked. Uh, I mean, I loved Razor Ramon, but I said him, yeah, yeah. But um,
2: you know, that's interesting. Razor Ramon Diesel
0: because- was. Yeah. Diesel and yeah. Shawn Michaels were yeah. my guys. Like Diesel and Shawn Michaels till the day I died. Those were my fucking, oh. Uh. And then when I got older and I'm not judging this on the people, like I'm not judging this on the people. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, I could sit here and tell you like, okay, who's your top five favorite wrestlers? It's like the people I know, like Kevin Nash, DDP, fucking Jake the Snake, fucking, you know, like, you know, guys, Dusty. Dusty Rhodes, you know, guys that impacted my life or that I have a relationship with, you know, outside of pro wrestling where I've, I've talked to them, and that's been cool. But then the top five guys that when I go back and I watch the shit, Bret Hart, yeah. Yeah. the fucking Legend. man. Legend. Tape, tape holds weight. Tape holds weight. Never chalked it up. Never went out there and fucking just, you know.
3: Bret Hart's to me, I watch a lot of this stuff, the old stuff. And for awesome. a guy who, like... You could tell the company wasn't always sure it could put its faith in. Mm-hmm. And even growing up watching him, like, he just, you didn't appreciate how great that guy is in every single match he ever wrestled.
0: Yeah, he was great. Uh, you know what? I could say, man, um, that I was blessed to have been in locker rooms where, you know, guys really took the shit serious. You know, it was no joke, man. It was every night we killed ourselves. There was no such thing as going out there and chalking it up. I mean, you want do you have any idea how fucking competitive it is? Not just WWE, not Raw. Raw's kind of like, put your feet up now. Fuck, easiest job ever had. Go around, say my shit, spell out soft, get hammered in Germany, get hammered in fucking, you know, Ecuador, go to go to Peru and get hammered. Like, I, I was living a lifestyle that was crazy. I wouldn't do that again if, you know. Now, as an adult, because you only can experience it like that once. If you go out to fucking Peru for the first time and the boys are going out, are you going to sit on the couch? Like, no, bro. You're going to go out that first time. Uh, it's That second, third, fourth time that you're there, though, you got to be able to take, take a step back, you know? Um, but I would say the guys that I was working with in NXT, bro, the, among the most competitive environments in all of – uh, sports, entertainment, business in general. Like, absolute killer be killed. Uh, Like, you know, you want a spot on the card. There's only eight matches on the card. And when you're traveling and you're going to Germany and you're going to all these places, NXT, we ain't bringing everybody. We got shows in Florida that weekend that everybody's got to wrestle. And we need a few names on those cards in Florida. So... If you're wrestling in NXT, you're either wrestling in Florida or you're wrestling wherever NXT is on the road, whether that be Ohio, the UK, or Japan, or wherever the places they've been. I don't know to this day. But truth be told, Enzo and Cass never not booked. Enzo and Cass opened every show for NXT from the day they were incepted with... John Cena, really? Mm -hmm. The first time NXT ever hit the road. We never left Florida. First music, first match, Columbia, Ohio, uh, Columbus, Ohio, Enzo and Cass. First time the Barclays Center ever, NXT music, Enzo and Cass. First time the UK, every show on that tour, really, Enzo and Cass. And then when we did the pay-per-view, it wasn't the opener, but it was in a very important spot on the card. I don't remember, but it was probably better that you're not in the opener because it's a pay per view. Obviously, you know what I mean. But when you're doing live events and NXT hits a city for the first time, every one of those first times for four years, Enzo and Cass opened those shows. What a run!
1: Yeah, you guys yeah, killed yeah. it. Unbelievable
0: guys killed run, guys. Give some credit, like yeah, Enzo and so in Cash. we bro. And, and and we had to go kill ourselves every night because we never knew if we were going to get to Raw or SmackDown. That was the dream. Yeah. That was what you wanted to be on TV. NXT is only on the network at the time, which you didn't really realize or Hulu, and uh, and like to be able to say we did it. We were working Dash Dawson, the Vaude Villains, Gable and Jordan. uh Wesley Blake and Buddy Murphy, uh, Sin Cara and Kalisto, Matt Cardona and Mojo, and all over the world, you better be able to fucking go? Yeah. Are you kidding? That was when we wrestled. When I got to the main roster and I was on Raw, fucking the wrestling stopped. Wow. You got to live like a
3: throwback to the territory days, really. Travel around, do the match, Started I started in FCW, yeah.
0: bro, the yeah. last territory known to man at the time, and I got one calendar year from July 1st of 2012 to July 1st of uh, July 2013, okay? Florida Championship Wrestling. Then they built the Performance Center. And all the guys that were there, a lot of them got fired after we built all the rings, (laughs) put all the weight room equipment (laughs) Painted the walls, laid the carpets wow. down. They used this as manual labor. We didn't work for like we didn't wrestle for like three or four weeks, <laughs> and then after they built the performance center, we helped build it as the NXT roster. A bunch of guys got fired, <laughs> and that's life, man. That's wow. that's, that's how like shit severance play. pay. Basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes, bro. What do you mean we were getting paid on salary? we were lucky to be having a job in yeah. the WWE anyway. Like yeah. I never complained. I never asked for more money. I was like, fuck this, bro. I'm an action figure now. I'm in video games. Like, at that time, I'm in NXT, and I'm and I'm kind of making an Dude, in seven months, I'm on TV. I never wrestled before in my life. Seven months, I'm on TV. So when we move from Tampa to Orlando, I'm still scared that I might get fired. But at the same time, I'm like, yo, I'm popping. Like, yeah. like, like I ain't going nowhere. you it is like cast. to
3: see yourself in an action figure?
0: Bucket list shit. Yeah. I mean... You wish that you could just, like, when you're having a bad day, hold the figure and really, you know, take a step back and be like, yeah, it's, fuck it. You know, like I'm a fucking action fuck figure. Fuck it all, right? <laughs> but it's not like that. No, I wish it was, you know? It doesn't, it doesn't fix everything. It doesn't fix everything, not at all. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've, I've been blessed in a life of wrestling, uh, and I'm definitely eyeballing a comeback into the business on a major level. Okay. Um,
2: Best of luck with that.
0: So it'll be gracious to get back out there, but like, don't mince it. You know what what I do, and what I what I do is strict, bro. It's for kids, right? It's like we talk about. It's for action figures. Like I try not to get too serious with it. Yeah. You know, when you talk about a top five, we can end this with a top five of my favorite wrestlers. Mm -hmm. When I go back and watch it now, Mm -hmm. Rey Mysterio Jr. killed himself every night. Legend, insanity, wild man. Wild man. Still doing it. Yeah. Craziness. Bret Hart, as I mentioned. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Chris Banois. Unfortunate. What happened to him and his family? Mm -hmm. You go back and watch that work. Probably a reason why he went crazy. Yeah. Uh, This is me going back and watching tape. You know, this is not Eddie Guerrero. uh, Unbelievable. Amazing. And then a guy who I just recently... Started really going back and watching his work because there was parts of his career that I missed, and that's Kurt Angle. Yeah, uh, Kurt Angle, the Impact stuff I didn't watch it. Yeah, um, unbelievable Old shit. Oh, character to it. Olympic. Yeah.
3: he's half Italian, you know. Oh. Oh, I just, you want just point that out to everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, the third tie. <laughs> All right, we'll take it off. Right. We're an open. I so appreciate yeah. you. Thank you, thank you
2: thank for you so your time, much, brother. Bro. Let's let's have a little lunch. And uh, is there anything else you guys want to say before we go? Make sure to follow this uh, handsome gentleman here. Real one. R-E-A-L
0: one. Check out the music. Uh, There's a song out there that I think is popping. It's called God is Good. G-I-G. God is Good, right? By Real One. And then there's another one called Mickey Mantle Don't Care About You. And we're going to play that when we get off here so I can introduce you guys to it. It's a new record. I got a a little video for it. Shout out Mark Rizzo who played the guitar for it. Uh, Mark Rizzo's... Been in a plethora of bands. Uh, If you look him up, he's the fucking man. Um, But he's out there on tour. I don't know who he's with right now. I don't know what he's been up to. I don't want to speak for him, but yeah. Check
2: out the catalog. Thank you, bro. Rizzo's
0: in Italian. That's why I brought him up. Exactly. (laughs)
2: Italian.